Hello and welcome to another edition of the Battle Royale Podcast. I'm your host as always, Elwood Jones, and joining me, of course, is my co-host, the Professor Mr. Stephen Palmer. Hello. Tonight we are on Chapter 10, Second Report, where we once again get to have our own rundown of the fallen classmates, and we have an encounter between two key players in the field. So, Stephen, I mean, at this point we're almost at the halfway point. It feels oh, like um, oh, we are we. Well, <laughs> we've got two more chapters, do we? And then we're at the halfway uh, point. Okay. Twenty-four chapters, including end credits. Uh, so, yeah, technically we're at the halfway point. Okay, interesting. Doesn't feel that way. Feels we're still, still getting started. Um, it does feel that way at the moment, like like when we look at where events are and things. But then again, it it surprised me as well how long it took us to get out of that classroom, as we said pre- previously. So. It, it does. It, we have a completely different view of time watching the film. This I've never really watched a film like this. I know it's quite de rigueur at the moment to sort of deconstruct films chapter by chapter and, and pour over every element of them. Um, and I, I found it a really interesting experience because it feels like we've been doing this forever. Although it's only 10 episodes, which yeah. isn't that much really. Um, and... In some ways, we don't. I don't feel we've got very far. I think we've met everybody, but I don't. None of the great set pieces, other than the other than the sort of the the the, the very first meeting of um, Katano, have, have really come to play yet. And when I think of this film, there's 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 a couple of set pieces yet that that really always stick in my head. So. And then for you to say, oh, we're halfway through the film. It's like, oh, my God, already? <laughs> but um, I guess there are some chapters are going to be longer than others. Oh, yeah, there's certainly scenes that I'm sure that we would have hit by now. Like, I would have sure, sure that we would have hit the third man scene. And I mm. thought that we would have seen Chigasaw by now. But no, she's a couple of chapters away still. So That's um, right. So, in fact, no, we haven't met. We haven't met everybody yet. No, no that's they, very we, true. We've still got, like, the girls in the lighthouse to meet. And, again, I've... I always assumed that was the halfway point, not where we yeah. are now. Um, to me, to me, yeah, the light, the lighthouse, sort of the lighthouse element in, in both the book and in in the film are very much the the bit that I remember. And to me, that is the beginning of the end. If you see what I mean, that's yeah, our, that's yeah. our that's to me that's our drive into the third act. But yes, I guess I guess we're knee deep in in the second act of the drama, and we're we're, we're seeing people drop like flies. As and, uh, Katano um, likes to tell us. <laughs> yeah, and we obviously open with a reminder of uh, who exactly has fallen since the first report. As it's accompanied by the Blue Daniel, because this film loves its popular classics, and uh, this scene is again is no exception. And we see all these army guys that are uh, attached to the program just standing around because they didn't seem like they got a lot else to really do. They've just basically got to stop students running into the command center, I guess. But that's about it, really. The the army the Japanese army's role in this is very strange, isn't it? <laughs> because there, there seems to be a lot of them, and there's a lot of jeeps and stuff and helicopters as we've seen, but they just sort of hang around the command center. We don't ever see them patrolling the. I don't I don't know why we need so many. Um, I guess they've got nothing else to do. But uh, yes, and of course, he, uh, Katana also does tell us that yeah, you know. We we were lambasting the girls last week for their use of the megaphone, trying to get everyone together to have a chit chat. And he does say, you know, that was a good idea, but not with this bunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
It's true. Um, another key aspect to this scene that I think is often overlooked is that when we look at his uh, table layout, because he's having the same rations the students are, and we never see anyone actually eat anything in this film. Everyone seems to be just too busy running around and uh, killing each other to actually stop and have a bite to eat. But we see we do actually see the rations here. So if you're a fan of canned meat, then you're in luck. Well, remember he's, he's having this on a on a on a feast after his feast of cookies, of course. He still has plenty <laughs> left, though. You look at that bag, and that bag is still like three quarters full. So. Is it like I don't a know cornucopia many... bag, you know, just never-ending <laughs> cookies that can come out of it? So are we talking print... lunch? Are we talking luncheon meat? Are we sort of spam kind yeah, of? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got like a can. It looks. I'm assuming it's like canned ham because I don't think they have spam in Japan. I think that's more of an American and British thing that mm. we like. That and we like our corned beefs and things. But uh, no, he has like a canned ham there, and it's all that sort of canned rations, which I can't imagine is particularly fun to try and lug around. But again, it's uh, you tried like warming anything up in the field or trying to, you know, undehydrate stuff. Well, obviously, from my time in the armed forces, I can fully understand. <laughs> no, no, um, I'm guessing they. Well, we we do do we not? We do see someone cook later on, but you're right. On the whole, oh, yeah, no one we see in the lighthouse, we, don't we? And we see it in um, obviously his his dad's a chef. Um, is is, is one of the most quotable lines from it Um, but you're right we don't really see them getting sustenance we don't see anybody setting fires um, or drinking so much yeah they don't but I guess panic isn't it still I mean we're only what this is this is the second roll call isn't it so we're sort of second roll call so the first I was just trying to place where the roll calls um Happen because I was assuming the first one happens pretty in the morning because this one he says mm. is lunchtime. Mm. Um, so it's a weird time sort of scale that uh, the film actually runs on. It's only now that we obviously mentioned about about the time scale that I just realised how weird it is because obviously they're on the bus, so they're going on their class trip, and then we assume that's sort of first thing in the morning, and then they're gassed, and it's Four. it's obviously night time. When they're shoved on the island, um, yeah, and then we have like the first, the first report is uh, sort of early morning, really, isn't it? So, so I'm guessing, I'm guessing, you know, the, there's going to be four a day. I think they say. So I'm guessing it's like six in the morning, the first one, then twelve midday for this one, yeah, and then yeah, I don't know if they do one at midnight, but yeah, six in the evening and midnight. That would be my guess, but um. No, I don't really know how long they've been because we don't know how long they were gassed for, do we? No, I mean, they I'm, just, I'm, I'm guessing it's. The, I assume it's the same day, and this is like what twenty-four hours after they were gassed, probably. Because I'm just no, we. I don't think we get a third report. No, I don't think we do because I think everything's pretty much wrapped up by the by the by the evening. Interesting. Um. But yeah, Katano obviously. Again, taking great delight in everything that's uh, happening here, and nobody seems to be questioning anything at all. Everyone's very much um, attached to the program in this chapter. It's, it's it makes me wonder. It's sort of like with his musical, sort of classical music choices. It was like, why does he have such a a love of popular classics when he's doing these announcements? And also, I mean, was it just me or do when you see like um, 
him doing the list of names and stuff do you think that like feel that each one should be like a, <laughs> accompanied by a little applause like you're watching the uh, TCM in memorial section <laughs> God. <laughs> oh dear. no I don't <laughs> but now you've said it it's out there it's like um, no boo yeah it's... <laughs> I, I just think I guess it's easy because we see everybody die, don't we? Nobody really sort of... Yeah. We see see the bodies of everybody. Whereas I guess if you're on the island, you wouldn't know half this stuff. And I think the bit maybe that is missing is seeing the reaction of the students to hearing names maybe of people. I mean, they would have been close to them all in some way, shape or form. You know, these are their classmates for the past few years. It would have been interesting. So all we see this time, we see our... Oh god, the yeah. drips and twosome. Just, I can't, don't know what they. Oh, they're marking off the territory, aren't they, on their map once again by the, by the cliffs. They're, I think they're the only ones we really see reacting to the news. And when I say reacting, it's they're, 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 they've yeah. gone, haven't they? They've lost it. <laughs> I think <laughs> the emotion. The reason we don't gone, seem yeah. react to sort of like the loss of anyone in particular is because everyone seems to be pretty much with the people that they care about. Be it like they're separate sort of gangs, or mm. um, with obviously our, our pair that is you know they're with the people they want to. There's only like that that one boy who's obviously looking for um, that girl he really likes, whose name just completely loses me at this moment, but sort of accidentally sort of stumbles across uh, Chigasaw. He's the only one who really sort of like seems to be paying, seems to be sort of reacting to the messages really, as we obviously see a bit later in the film. But uh, everyone else, I think, is because they're with the people that they want to be, they they care about essentially. Um, and uh, yeah. if, if they're not with them, or people, if they're not with them, it's they because they more than likely <laughs> kill them off themselves, as as we're about to find out. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, with this one, we're introduced to uh, Hirano, who is a, a member of the same gang as Mitsuku. She's also uh, with uh, Yoshimi as well. And we've mentioned already that uh, we've got these, there are various sort of gangs in that are featured within the manga and the book. Um, and certainly with the, with the film, this is one of the few gangs that we actually still get to see sort of remain really um, because a lot of the other gangs have also been pretty much removed from when we look at the when we look at the film comparison we, they're not actually there anymore so um, so like uh, like uh, Kazuya's gang are not in this film at all because he and many because they changed him to being the exchange student but um, when it comes to Mitsuko's gang they are obviously mentioned they make reference to the fact that they were obviously a group and we've obviously covered Mitsuko's colourful past uh, when we talked about the first report and I think with this encounter that she has with uh, Hirano I think it's one of the few times that she sort of matched sort of head on and seems like generally out of her element I don't know how you saw the scene in particular well so yeah so so um we see Mitsuko return to sort of the shack she's made her her home base her school uniform's been left there this is where she put the makeup on <coughs> a little earlier and she's um 
yeah, she's met there by her, uh, what's, what's the girl called? Um, Hirono, who, yeah, as you say, is, is part of her gang. Um, but, you know, the gang, the gang exists, at least in retrospect, because obviously Mitsuko's killed um, Yoshimi already. <laughs> um, but but at least they talk about they are they are some sort of squad. And it absolutely does look like Hirono is an arse kicker, because she's got a gun, she's got a decent weapon, she's got Colt 45, and she easily disarms Mitsuko with her um, scythe thing and performs a fantastic throwing to get it into the bar uh, the beam next to her you know just missing her head in, in in the sort of thing that only happens in film what this makes me wonder is is was Hirono ever actually going to kill Mitsuko um, because she could have just done a katano that into her head couldn't she by the looks of the skill that she had and yet there we have a whole um it's almost as if she wants mitsuko to to admit something to beg and as you say it does look like she's got the upper hand but i'm pretty certain that mitsuko was in full control in this whole sequence and it was it was all about you know she she she's a she's a clever one and she was she was using the situation, getting down submissive position to get her own off guard, and so she can then do what she ends up doing, which is shocking her with the taser. Um, yeah, I don't know. It is, it's weird because it does it does look like, as you say, Hirono is the boss of this scene, but I think Mitsuke is a little a little smarter than that. Yeah, I mean, certainly when we look at her character in both the novel and the manga, I mean, we get a little more of her background here, and we find out that she's involved basically in the same activities that Mitsuko is. So, you know, it's all like drugs, prostitution, shoplifting, bullying other classmates, you know, all good, <laughs> wholesome fun. Stuff uh, that happens at every Japanese school. <laughs> <we've>... <laughs> watching our pinky movies, and it pretty much happened. This is sort of like a yeah. regular sort of character trope to to see um now in terms of uh you know oh let's not let's not forget as well Hirono has another skill she's the tampon detective that's she true knows, <laughs> she 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 goes and checks the toilet and finds a tampon and works out who's on their period well <laughs> she knows like... that her friend that uh she's on the she's the one on uh on a period because she obviously tries to pass it off as being someone else and she's like, and again, I'm, I don't uh, move in those sort of circles where I know what time of the month it is for my female friends. Is I, I don't know, and it may be, it may be when I, we were sixteen-year-old thing. I don't. If know. we were sixteen-year-old girls, we might know. Of course, there's another clue. Mitsuko's school uniform is hanging up, which <laughs> she could have just said, "Ah, oh, there's your school uniform," because I assume they have name labels or something in it. But no, we 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 go down the whole tampon thing which i'm guessing is you're right i i think you've hit the nail on the head it's meant to suggest that um you know knowing her cycle shows what actual close friends they maybe are there's probably something even darker in the uh, manga i'm assuming <laughs> the manga does it in a more grim way or something in the when we compare her to you know in the film version i mean she's she's uh she's a pretty girl i mean she's played by anna nagata 
And then when we look at her in like the manga and the the novel, she's kind of like got a more of a sort of like a short haircut. She's um, seen kind of as being by being trashy by several other people, uh, such as uh, Oda considers her to be vulgar because she wears cheap perfume and you know just because of her reference uh, reputation. But at the same time, she's also noted as the fact that she doesn't, unlike her. her when we look at uh, Mitsuko, she's not like quick to violence. She only kills in like self uh, self defense. So that's probably that puts at a real sort of disadvantage when she's obviously dealing with someone like Mitsuko, who is more than happy to kill her family castmates off. Um, and we had the whole scene sort of where she sort of tracks it down, and her main grudge that she has against Mitsuko is the fact that Mitsuko stole her boyfriend. Uh, much less than decides to then blame her for like their prostitution activities um including pimping out um yoshimi mm. which are all things that are sort of covered in more grotesque detail in the manga to say the least um but yeah i mean in terms of her like uh her sort of character i mean she's never really she's not seen as like someone who's going out in particular hunting when she's sort of like just minding her own, own business she's sort of like just trying to survive the game she's not um one who's a particular sort of hunter or anything like that so and in the in the novel um she has much more of a story doesn't she, she yeah she, she she's a much bigger character in the novel and i'm guessing in the manga as well because she 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 appears here she's shot and that's the last we hear of her which i feel i always felt in the novel that there's much more going on with her and indeed, not even too sure it's Masuka that even kills her in any other in any other format. I'm just trying to check out the wiki. No, it's not. So that's interesting. And she's also one of the seven students that have lost their virginity. If everyone's got that bingo card, I don't know what it is about about the Barrow <laughs> Wiki that just really loves to tell us how when people losing their um, virginity at all. So yeah. Um, because I believe in the in the manga, I mean, she again, she's not killed by um, Misuko. Um, she ends up being, I think, she ends up falling down a well. Okay. So she drowns in the um, in the manga, and yeah, she in the book she's strangled. So I think it's. I mean, this is again, this is the problem when you look at the when you look at the film I and mean, you've got all these characters you've got to cover and you can't just have everyone have their backstory and oh for sure the fact that some of these characters as I said they have like multiple scenes where they sort of have encounter other characters and um as i said before other sort of fates and stuff so but i guess i guess what it means is it, it does put mitsuko very much as a loner character um, I mean, she's alone in them all, but you know the, the the gang which you 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 talked about at the beginning. I mean, they're all gone now, and we don't really explore. We don't really understand. You know, we've got the we've got the benefit of other media and multiple rewatches and wikis and things like that. Um, all you would have thought of in this is that Mitsuko stole her boyfriend. Um, so it's, <laughs> probably down to just the fact that you know it's just. Um... It's more more of a, that sort of gross that she has, um, and that she believes that Mitsuko is made out to be much more sort of like um, worse sort of character. I mean, if we look at Hirano in the in the 
you know, the source material, she's seen as much more compliant in the sort of gang's activities. Whereas when we look at comparing to the film, we've certainly what we're led to believe, uh, Mitsuko sort of leads her into everything really. So, but uh, yeah, you're right. In the book, she's uh, strangled by Older, who's another character who has a very different sort of path than the one we see in the mm. we uh, see in see, see in the film. Yeah, I mean, again, as you say, you're quite right. The, the uh, we are cherry. You know, we have a certain number, a handful of characters cherry picked for us that get, um, that get the screen time, get some backstory, you know, get to go and watch some slow motion basketball, um, and there's a lot of characters. It would be, a, you know, it would be a ten hour film otherwise, wouldn't it? <laughs> it's true, and I mean, it's interesting when we look at obviously the the character of. In character of Ojo in particular, I mean, he's the kid with the bulletproof vest. Mm. So the fact that, um, and I'm going to obviously save his story for a later, later episode just to stop this getting too confusing now. So I'm sure it is already. <laughs> um, but no, he's he's like, there's a couple of these characters where uh, sort of more bumbling idiots in the film, but they've got a lot much darker side when we um, when we look at their compared to like their manga and their novel comparisons, uh, such as like the uh, kid who shoots the uh the the fat kid with the crossbow uh, right at the start mm. yeah he's got yep. he's again he's got a much darker side to him as well so yes for it's, sure. it's less of a accident and much more of a malicious act than it feels like <laughs> with him, so. yeah yeah in the film it, it's it feels almost by accident doesn't it but, yeah yeah so but um yeah, I mean, it's, I'm trying to remember what's on um, Mitsuko's t-shirt. Oh, I don't remember. Is it, do you think it's going to be a a, a, a fun little Easter egg it's or something? Something like, something like, I'm sure it's like moment of romance or something like that. And I completely forgot to write it down, so never mind. We're no doubt coming back to that later. She's going to be around for a few more scenes. She will be. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's as I said, the compared to the previous first announcement, there is a, actually something happens in this chapter, uh, which is always nice to have. And as the by her, obviously, by Mitsuko, obviously, killing uh, Hirono, I mean, it's really sort of severing any sort of ties she has to anyone at this point because Hirono is really the last person she had any sort of connection to I mean we've already got the um, she's already killed one of her friends when early on in the game we obviously when she's introduced to the Skive and um, now she obviously moves her own and it's in terms of the film it really sort of just outlines that she's just someone who has got no connections to anyone whatsoever she may have had friends on the outside but none of that means anything to her now it's just all for herself so Oh, for sure. She she's I mean she she's got some kind of complex which says, Why does everyone keep gagging up on me? Why is everyone so mean to me? And then and then when she gets the power of the gun, it's like, Oh no, I'm playing this game for fucking realsies. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think she says um, this is the weapon I was looking for. When she about the, the um, uh, when she gets the gun, I'm sure she says this is the we- this is the weapon I've been looking for. So. Oh no, I thought I thought it's when she she picks up the um she picks up the toes and says, oh no, this is um I forget their other friend's name. This is Mishimi's weapon. <laughs> but uh, maybe you're right. Yeah, but... Mitsuko, I was talking about because she uh, yeah, steals yeah. Hirono's but... gun. Yeah, 
And uh, oh yes, yes, she's yes, like, oh, yeah. this is the weapon I've been looking for. So she now she's fully completed her arsenal in her mind. Whereas mm. we look at other characters and they're basically like, oh, what else can I can I get here? It's all like gonna um, sort of really sort of stuck up. I mean, when we look at um, oh, I'm just losing my mind tonight. When we look at um, our exchange. Our uh, exchange with Kiriyama, mm-hmm. um, who's just basically, as we see on the beach, him I and he just basically picks up anything he can get hold of. I mean, apart from what he deems to be useless weapons like the nunchucks. Yeah, yeah, no, he, 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 well, he sort of he gathers it together, you know, like a like a good Japanese RPG, and does just just throw it. <laughs> yeah, RPG, where the, the only game type where you actively encourage to break into people's house and rifle through their stuff. I know, it's pretty creepy, isn't it? <laughs> I never understood that about RPGs. It's like what's what's like the uh the ticketing system where everyone takes um takes their turn to go and hit people. Oh god, yeah, that's in a proper in a proper Japanese turn based one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I I I it's beyond me as well. But people love them. It was a jarring experience. Like, first time you play Final Fantasy Seven, it's sort of like Oh, I I have to sit here now. It's, it's like, oh, your turn to hit me. It's kind of like uh, that Monty Python sketch where they're hitting each other with the fish. Yes. That, that's the, that's yeah. the JRPG experience right there. Yeah, and, it is. It is very much, yes. And then, <laughs> and then someone just hits you with a limit break trout. So. Right, so you, you've been talking about Amitsuko's T-shirt. Yes. And I'm, trying, I'm looking through stills I found on... You know, I meant to say she only like has tum- two looks, so I would hope it would be pretty Tumblr. easy to find. Well, her hair's always in the way. The the word romance is on it. Yeah. But 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 I think it's pretty. Uh, I don't know if it's. I can't see it because her hair's in the way. But there's like a sort. It looks like it's it's Italian or Spanish. Something's on there, like the sorcerer sorcerer de romance or something like sorcerer that. Romance. I don't know. Okay, never mind. But iconic enough that people cosplay in it. <laughs> I thought they'd just cosplay as her in a uniform rather than however one, but there's mate, there's just I'm putting my safe search back on. <laughs> yeah, don't don't look up her character the um the manga, certainly, so No. It's um Yeah, it's a very popular film for that kind of stuff. Um not unsurprisingly. I suppose it's not the the hardest of cosplays to put together, though, is it? It's not like you have to go and work out for like nine months. No, no, not at all. Or or, or get a degree in dressmaking or anything like that. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> but uh, yes, so that's it is... helps its popularity, I'm sure. So. Um, Indeed. Yeah. Anything else you want to bring up on this one? I don't think so. I mean, it was a, it was a tiny little chapter again, wasn't it? Although you know, with a with a significant bit of action in it, and so obviously it's got our girl Mitsuke in it, which is always good. Um, but I am now looking for. Now you said that we're so we're over the hump, or we're coming up to the hump. I'm looking forward to more action-filled chapters or things to. to there should be less of these little um, hiatus chapters. Hiatus chapters. Yes, I mean it's all pretty much. Um... It's open, so it, we start getting into more of the sort of key scenes now that um, things are sort of flowing, and this is this is the problem when you watch it. Normally, you don't 
realise the amount of time it takes to get to those particular sort of sequences because um, obviously coming up next we're at the clinic um, and that would then lead us into um, our first appearance of Chickasaw pretty much the last but yes <laughs> but yes yes but um yeah it's yeah i've got nothing else to add to this one so no right well that brings us into another edition of the battle royale podcast thank you as always for listening if you want to obviously check out our main show it's the asian cinema film club where myself and Stephen take turns to uh each pick a film for each other to to watch and discuss um, and uh, you can obviously follow us on Facebook and Instagram, and uh, you can check out our full archive of episodes at asiancinemafilmclub.wordpress.com. Uh, wherever you happen to be listening to us, please do hit the like and subscribe buttons, and maybe leave us a review as it all helps raise the profile of the show. But we'll be back next time when we look at our next chapter, The Clinic. But until then, good night. Good night.